Well, welcome everybody to the Ask an Accountant podcast, where we demystify accounting by simply asking your pressing questions to the industry's best and brightest. My name is Tony Wilson, your host, quirky friend, and total accounting nerd. Today, I'm joined by my two very good friends, Allie Maurer and Tammy Fisher, both of whom are very newly minted enrolled agents with the IRS. Welcome, Tammy. Welcome, Allie. Great to have you guys. Hi. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, and also, congratulations. I mentioned you guys are newly minted EAs, and that is no small feat. So, welcome. Congratulations on that. Thank Thank you. you. Yeah, it's pretty, uh, it's kind of a big deal. So, not to toot their own horn or anything, but it's kind of a big deal. Um, such, uh, yeah, well, it's such a big deal that that's going to be one of the main things we're going to be talking about today is the enrolled agent exam. A lot of people are familiar with the certified public uh, accountant licensure. Not a lot of people are familiar with EAs. So I'd, that's part of the reason why I'd love to have you guys share a little bit about your stories and also give a little bit more insight into what this cool credential is. But before we get into the nitty gritties, I thought it would be a great opportunity for our guests to hear both Tammy from you and Allie from you uh, a little bit more about your stories and kind of how you got into this world. So Tammy, I'm going to have you get started. Um, Tell me a little bit about, tell us a little bit about your story and how you got into the accounting field. Oh gosh. Okay. Um, I am Tammy Fisher. I am the owner of Balancing Act Small Business Services. I'm based out of Brownwood, Texas, which is uh, centrally located in Texas. Um, I've been a full charge accountant for 25 years. I took accounting back in high school. That was back when we did everything on ledger paper with pencils. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I'm that old. Um, So I took a class in high school and I really liked it. It came pretty easy to me. Uh, So when I got out of high school, I went to business college and continued that path and just kind of grew from there. I went into banking for a while. And uh, then I started working for small businesses, became office manager, general manager, but always had a hand in the accounting and the bookkeeping side. So that just kind of grew with me over the course of my professional career. And then about two years ago, I decided to break off and do my own thing. Um, I will admit I'm not the world's greatest employee. So (laughs) it's probably, (laughs) in fact, uh, I wrote myself up just the other day. So (laughs) (laughs) you wrote yourself up. (laughs) (laughs) I'm on VIP. No, Um, no, I, uh, I, I, I broke off and went, went to do my own thing and started my company about two years ago and decided that the uh, EA credential was something that I probably needed to add on to Mm. the bookkeeping side. Hmm. So here I am. Very cool. Very cool. So two years you've been doing your own thing, Tammy. And uh, it was recent, more recently that you ended up going after the uh, EA exam. Is that right? Yeah. Last year. Nice. Yeah. Very cool. Well, Thank you for that uh, that background, Allie. I'd love to hear a little bit about your story. How is it that you got into the accounting field? <laughs> yeah, well, um, so first, I'm Allie Maurer, and I work with Tony at Equip and Lambda Accounting, um, which has been awesome. Been doing that for just over a year um, here in Minnesota. My path toward accounting is what a lot of people would say non-traditional slash 
I'd say nonlinear. Um, I uh, graduated high school and was, I think a lot of people are kind of have that. Some people know exactly what they want to do. I was not one of them. I was, I think I tried on mentally like eight different majors as I like was taking college courses. So I just emphasized the generals as I wrestled through what I wanted to do. Um, I worked at a bank during college and um, so like finance was on my radar screen, but I just, I don't think I really considered accounting in particular. It was more the finance direction that my mind would go, but um, I actually ended up getting pregnant and having my first baby uh, like three weeks after finishing my associate's degree. Mm -hmm. So that kind of allowed me to just put a pin in what I was going to do. And I just kind of decided to um, wait to spend more money on specializing on and what I wanted to do until I, while I had that natural break. Um, And so then I spent the next, well, let's see, that baby's 13 now. So however, (laughs) (laughs) however long um, doing that, I've got four babies now <laughs> all babies anymore and my youngest is um gonna go going to kindergarten in the fall so my time kind of the last couple years I kind of was watching that happen being like okay I want to make my move um and accounting just kind of came on my radar screen on it if I'm being really honest it was like I was looking at degree completion programs and accounting showed up on a lot of them because I think it's you know there's a lot of availability for that. So that was like the first, I was like, oh yeah, that feels doable. Not so much a passion, but just like a doable thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I just so happened to have my friend, Tony come over for dinner (laughs) and he and his wife just show up. (laughs) It was Tony's fault. It uh, usually (laughs) is. It usually is. Yeah. Totally unrelated. And I was just like excited because I literally like a couple nights before I'd been looking at those at the program where my husband is getting his graduate degree. And um, I just was like, so Tony, you're an accountant. The same way that I'm like, Tony, you're an accountant. Can you answer my tax questions? I'm like, "Other, you know these things, right? Mm -hmm. So I just was like picking his brain a little bit. It was very casual. And little did I know the next morning, I get a text from Tony, basically asking if I would be interested in like an apprenticeship with him. And I very vividly remember sitting on my couch holding the phone. He'd asked me that. And I was like, kind of freaking out because I had no idea what that would look like. I had no idea if I could do it. But I also like, it was just one of those times I knew this was like, my shot. And sometimes there's like, it's not the season for things. Mm -hmm. And that's a reason to say no. But I knew that the reasons I was coming up with were excuses to not like step out of my comfort Mm -hmm. zone. So I knew I needed to just walk through that door and see what happened. Mm -hmm. And I mean, here I am today. I'm that's yeah. And and we've been working together for just a little over a year now. Yeah. Yeah, so. it's been, and I had no idea. I had no idea that 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 one yes would lead to where where we are now. Mm-hmm. But I'm very very thankful for that conversation and 
opportunity. I, I didn't pay her to say that, by the way. That's just kind of <laughs> <out>. <laughs> um, that's super awesome, Allie. Thank you for sharing that and and your story. I think something that's interesting as I hear Allie your story and Tammy yours is um, there's a common thread in banking, right? Like you both have done yeah. some background. You had some background in banking, and I think it's like helpful for our listeners to hear, especially people who are following maybe a more non-traditional path is that there are certain industries that tend to lend themselves well to more transferable skills into the accounting profession. So if you are in banking, if you are a bank teller and you're thinking, I might want to go into accounting, like, I don't know, this is just my take from what you guys are saying. It sounds like that could be a natural progression and a move into the accounting industry. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's super cool. So, you know, you kind of already touched on it, but you know, whichever one of you wants to to tackle this one, I'm curious to better understand like why accounting, right? So like Ali, you had mentioned the degree completion program. Accounting was one of the first things that they had mentioned. Tammy, you said that there's just this nav- natural gravitational pull towards accounting. So I'd just love to pick your guys' mm-hmm. brains. Like why accounting? What, what was it about this that made you want to get into this field? For me, um, for me, it's not something that I thought I would do. Um, I always wanted to be a novelist or a journalist. In fact, that's something that I would still like to do. And if I if I'm not living my dream of being a backup singer for like the Rolling Stones or something. Um, (laughs) But um, now I, I. what I like about accounting and what draws me to it is the order. Hmm. There's something about that, that no, no matter what chaos is going on in other areas of my existence, accounting is absolute. Hmm. No, no matter what these numbers go here, these numbers go there, you add them up, it balances. And it has to be, and it's like that every time. And if, if it isn't, it's wrong Hmm. and you fix it. And I like that. I need that in my life somewhere. I have five kids, Hmm. (laughs) you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) so that's important to me. And I like that. There's structure and there's order to it. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. I can definitely see that. Allie, I was seeing you nod your head quite a lot. So yeah, I'd say my answer is really similar. I feel like Um, yeah, there's probably a sign when you look back at my banking years, I'd be like during downtime, I'm like playing with our budget because, you know, we only had access to the bank site. So I was on my account and enjoying that. But I think also one of the reasons why in some ways I fell into accounting with the conversation with you, but also why I stay, I think is, um, I know personally for me developing like an internal locus of control Mm -hmm. And is really important to me and has been really helpful for me just for, from a personal growth standpoint. And I, I really feel like when done right, um, bookkeeping can really give that to a business owner and I can participate in that process for them of, of not feeling like their numbers are happening to them, mm-hmm. but that they know their numbers in such a way that they feel like they're in a position to move with confidence in their next step and in their business. And 
I just know what a benefit that is and across, you know, areas in your life. But I think that can be just really move the needle for people. I want to be a part of that. That's a really, that's an excellent point. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. I loved, I loved what you said, Al. You said um, the locus of control. At first, I thought you said locust of control. And I was like, that's interesting. I'm not sure. But the locust of control. Yep. I think that's great. Well, it's, I mean, it's funny because, you know, in the accounting kind of profession, there's this concept of controllership. So even what you're speaking to there, like just this fact that there is something in a business that can provide that, you know, bedrock and that structure and control uh, in leading and, and moving your business. So that's uh that's awesome. So we've talked a little bit about accounting. We talked about like the why behind you guys moving into accounting. And we also mentioned the EA exam and the EA designation. So explain this to me. I imagine I have no background in this. How would you explain what the EA is? Um, and how does that stack up against, say, a CPA like myself? Go ahead, Allie. Okay, I'll go there. So there's what the IRS would say, right? Mm-hmm. The official answer would be that um, like an, an enrolled agent is someone who's like earned the privilege of representing taxpayers before the IRS, you know, um, so in the sense that along similar to how a CPA or an attorney could represent a taxpayer. I The way I think of it is sort of like, you become so familiar with the tax code that the IRS acknowledges that you know their code well enough to be able to argue with them Hmm. about their own rules or the application of their own rules to your client. Hmm. Um, So there's the privileges of representation, um, but I think there's a trickle down like benefit, right? If you if you are working with someone who has that level of familiarity, um, they can help you avoid a situation where you're going to need to be represented, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and just yes. be able to see that ahead of time and give you the confidence to make a move because you know that you have a reasonable um, position on your return instead of being afraid to make that move. Mm-hmm. So um, I would say that's kind of how I think of it or would explain it to someone. Hmm. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Tammy, backing yeah. up against the CPA. I mean, I'm speaking to the CPA. Well. I feel very, I yeah. feel very offended by this. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, I know. Like, we don't want to offend our CPA friends. <laughs> right. Um, no. Tammy, what would you add to that? Um, what I add to that, and and this is something that a way that I explain it to uh, my, my potential clients, um, the EA credential is is one that's given on the federal level. Mm. It is a uh, it's a tax professional who's licensed on the federal level by the Internal Revenue Service. Mm. Um, EA has a narrow focus on tax matters mm-hmm. for individuals and business entities, whereas a CPA is a state license mm-hmm. and a CPA's focus is more expansive. Mm-hmm. So CPAs um, may do auditing, financial planning, um, they do accounting, they do taxes, they do financial management, they do all of these things 
and their training and education encompasses all of these things. Mm -hmm. The EA uh, education is tax focused. Mm -hmm. um, so that's, that's the big difference. Yeah. That's in, in, in yeah, yeah, that's it. That's, that's, that's huge. And, you know, you, you mentioned it, um, you mentioned that the EA is at the federal level, because this is sometimes, you know, something that gets lost in translation, but like, you know, there is yes. federal taxation, but there is also state taxation. And that's not to say that EAs can't specialize in okay. state taxation rules, but like the EA yes. itself is, you know, helping you consider things at a federal level. Um, the thing that's interesting, at a federal level. yeah, the thing that's interesting is like, you know, the connection that I see between the EA and the CPA is there is this level of rigor, not only for passing the initial exam, but there's also a level of rigor around continuing education, right? Yes. And like you you and I both know, like we all know that the tax rules change literally every single year. And mm -hmm. I think something that I really enjoy about having active licensure as a CPA or even you guys being actively enrolled agents is that it? I think it shows to the public that we ha we prize continuing education, right? We prioritize continuing education, and um, I don't think th that's something that I think people can sometimes overlook when they think about evaluating who should be doing my taxes. You know, do I want somebody who has a lot of experience? Well, yeah, that would be helpful, but I think also somebody who is committed to continuing to learn about the new updates, which an EA you know, by your very nature, you have to. So we have to. Correct. And I, and there, there, there's a lot more that goes into becoming a CPA than an EA. But um, again, I think it can be a common misconception that a CPA automatically knows taxes inside and out. And I, the, the, the benefit to an EA is that they are laser focused on tax That's and right. you can have an amazing tax accountant CPA, but um, just a run-of-the-mill CPA may or may not be the most knowledgeable resource. Right. That is right. a really good point, Allie. I mean, perfect example, right? Like, I started my career off in audit, did nothing with tax, worked in corporate America, did nothing with tax, launched out and started my own business, and started to dabble in tax. But I can just tell you right now, Allie, because of how recently she studied for this stuff, knows more about the tax code, the IRS internal revenue tax code than I do <laughs> as a CPA. So I would a hundred percent affirm Allie, what you just said. Yeah. Oh, that's too good. So I'm curious, you know, we've talked about now the EA, what it is, what, why did you guys go um, and sit for this EA exam? And on top of it, what changes, if any, have you noticed since you started to study and ultimately pass these EA exams. What, have, what, what difference have you noticed in yourself? Tammy's looking at me. Who <laughs> wants to go first? I don't, so, don't want to. So I would say, again, there's the impetus. And then there's the why I endured, right? Mm -hmm. The impetus is Tony yet again. We'd been talking for a while. I just know I'd, I'd, you would often mention the need for trusted tax professionals in this space, like to provide to small businesses in particular, people who knew how these small businesses work um, and actually knew how enough about the taxation 
because you'd have bookkeepers over here, tax professionals over here. They're not talking to each other, mm -hmm. even though like the work is very interconnected. It's separate, but related. And um, so I just remember it kind of started with you just mentioning things like that. And it became pretty clear to me too, of like the need for there to be good communication between the two, mm -hmm. um, both tax and bookkeeper side. And then you, Tony, were the one who even told me, I had no idea what an enrolled agent was. It sounded like, honestly, really weird when you, I didn't know, like, no one knows what that means, right? Yeah, right. Um, but upon upon looking at it, I think it was, you mentioned it. And I think by the end of that day, after I researched it like crazy. And by the end of the day, I just kind of jumped in. I, I had, I purchased my study plan and kind of didn't look back. Um, and yeah, it's, I, in terms of like how I've changed since then, I have noticed there were so many things that I studied that I was like, this does not matter, right? I don't need to know the basis of a dairy cow. Like this isn't going to relate to me. It's so many obscure <laughs> things that they were going to like probably on. <laughs> Tammy does. <laughs> Tammy knows what I'm talking about. Um, but I, once I was done and I come back and I'm, I'm working through our clients' books and like that tax hat never comes off. Mm. I, it affects how I look at our clients' books. Um, because I have two lenses that I'm looking through and they're concurrent. Mm. And I think that that really is just a value add to your clients. Mm. And that's, that's the why for me is just being a one-stop shop, being able to offer tax advice to a business that I know so intimately, mm -hmm. like your, your advice is only as good as your knowledge of those, that individual or that business. Mm -hmm. And so um, that's, that's my why, because mm -hmm. I've seen too many messes mm -hmm. from things going haywire. Like, yeah, it's, it feels good to be able to, to, knowledgeably guide people in both areas at the same time. I love that. I love that. Yeah. Tammy, yeah. I'm curious same, to hear. Same. A lot of the same reasons. Um, as I said before, back in the beginning, uh, full charge bookkeeper, 25 years. I feel like I, I feel like I have that down, you know, mm -hmm. I, that's, I know what I'm doing when it comes to keeping a set of books and keeping it properly and correctly. Um, I've done tax. I probably know enough to get somebody in trouble <laughs> at that point, you know? Yeah. Um, but going into business for myself, I'm, I'm thinking of ways, you know, what else can I offer my clients? How, what other value can I bring to the table hmm. and how can I educate myself so that I know more hmm. so that I have more knowledge mm -hmm. and I can, and I can back it up. Mm -hmm. with a, with a credential. Mm. So I started looking at ways tax plus accounting is like peanut butter and jelly. Oh, I yeah. mean, they just go together, mm -hmm. you know? And so I started looking at ways that I could officially do taxes mm. and I'm not going to go and become an, a tax, a tax accountant. Um, I looked at the CPA and thought, well, yeah, I could do a CPA, but mm, you know, that looked really hard. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, and like Allie, I really, I didn't know what an EA was. I've never really heard of it before. Mm -hmm. And I started reading about it and I thought 
I think I can do this. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I can do this. And so I found the course that I thought was a good fit for me, mm-hmm. very in depth and a live course um, that was actually live online class because I felt like I needed that support rather than a self-study. Yeah. Um, and, and did it. And I will tell you, probably the hardest thing I've ever done professionally hmm. studying for was it? complete the complete the course study and take those three exams wow. yeah wow definitely yeah yeah I can see that I can see that. I mean, they are challenging exams it, and just the just the volume of material mm-hmm. it's some it's you know it, looking at it and thinking this is overwhelming there's no way I can put all of this into my brain hmm. and then sit for an exam and have it come back out. Hmm. Um, but, but it did. Hmm. So, yeah. and it still surprises me when I have somebody ask a question because my first thought is, I don't know. And then I start talking and the hmm. information comes out and well, I kind of do know. Right. So, right. Know. Well, and yeah. you know, Tammy, I think you had touched on it about like the why behind, you know, why the EA credential. And I loved how you put it where you said you already wanted to prove to yourself and prove to others that like you were able to like learn this code and you were able to like grow and expand. And you just see the credential as a way of like making it a little bit more concrete, the learning that you wanted to already do. Yeah. Um, and I think that's like a really healthy perspective to have when you think about the EA credential or the CPA or the CMA, some of these other, you know, credentials, licenses that I have. Um, it's not necessarily about like you are now officially capable of thinking these ways. It's just like these credentials or these exams are just like your way of committing to yourself that you're going to learn the things that you said you wanted to learn. Absolutely. I think that's a, I think that's a really, really good way of, uh, of putting it. So, so you both are credentialed EAs now. Um, there's, there's going to be an element of, you know, I'm sure you both are going to be doing tax this upcoming year. Uh, Allie, I know that because we work together. Uh, (laughs) Tammy, I know that because you've mentioned kind of your wins in being able to land some new clients, but I'm curious for both of you, now that you're, you know, enrolled agents, what do you hope to do? Uh, with this EA credential, both in the short term and in the long term? Short term. My short term plan is to, well, I want to ease into this tax season um, and get my feet wet. Hmm. And I, so far, so good. Um, I'm I'm not, I'm not arrogant enough to think that I know exactly what I'm doing and how to do it. So I have a wonderful network of friends and people that are smarter than me who can review what I'm doing and make sure that I'm not mm-hmm. getting in trouble. Um, but that's, that's my goal short term is to learn and become seasoned and become good at what I'm doing tax wise mm. long term. I would like for this to be a part of my business and to flesh it out and have this be a service that I can offer my current client base as well as take on tax, you know, tax clients only. Hmm. And um, there's a need for that here locally in my local community. 
um, and virtually as well. So mm -hmm. I think it will serve me well. Yeah. Uh, that group, though, that you're referring to, who, who is that group of people who... Uh... Gee, I don't know. <laughs> it might be a group that's led by some guy named Tony. Oh, Jeez, interesting. I don't... <laughs> what's, what's the name of this group? What's the name of this group for everybody who's watching? Oh, my gosh. Does it have a name? <laughs> it totally does. I don't know. It's called Tax Minded. We're tax oh yeah, text-minded. I'm sorry, I didn't know we had a name. I just we totally do. It was like... We have a name. We have a logo. We have a mission statement. We have the whole nine yards. Tony, it's I'm so dead. sorry. Mm, that's all I right, thought it was Tammy. just tax people on Slack. We're we're just we're just a bunch of friends. Well, I mean that's what that's true. I mean we are. <laughs> we are. <laughs> um, that's no, that's so great. Also, by the way, um, Katie. Katie, um, Katie Brown, I'm saying hello. Yes. She, she says hello to us. And so I'm saying hi. Hi, Katie. Hi, Katie. Hey, <laughs> thanks for popping by. Drop a question if you want to. Uh, otherwise, just enjoy our banter because that's what we're up to. Um, Allie, curious yeah. for you, what are you hoping to do with your credential in the short term, in the long term, medium term? Talk to us yeah. about your future. So... I feel like I touched, I touched on this earlier. I, I feel like my, the last year and a half has taken so many twists and turns for me, twists and turns for me. I'm hesitant. Like I'm kind of happy to be on the roller coaster and see where it takes me. Mm. But I, I, so in the short term, I just, I want to keep growing in my tax knowledge, which looks like more hands-on experience. Right. Mm -hmm. um, it's one thing to, to have the book knowledge, it's another to apply it. And so already I've learned so much in the last couple of months as we've been prepping um, for our clients for this, this tax season. Um, but from a, a long-term perspective, I feel like what I've gleaned thus far has just confirmed to me that the combination, the synergy that that comes between being an accountant slash bookkeeper for a business and also being able to advise on taxes and prepare that for them is just super valuable. So like harnessing the power, like helping businesses harness the power of their numbers mm -hmm. on one hand, like I already knew I that found that really re rewarding, but then also just finding like the mental load that I think a lot of people carry mm -hmm. when they think about the IRS oh, or yeah. what tax season comes around. And I don't even know if it's like fully um, at the front of their mind, but it can be one of those things that once that weight is lifted, it can free them to use that energy toward building their business. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I'm just really passionate about the opportunity that comes with combining those mm -hmm. and what that looks like down the road. I don't know, but mm -hmm. I just know I'm a better bookkeeper and a better tax professional by knowing both things and so i want to keep like in shape on yeah. in both on both fronts i love that i love that well and i think the thing i hear from both of you as you consider your future is if anything the ea credential has just opened up more doors right it's not like you're committed yeah. or like you you have to follow a predefined path it's just like you've done this really hard thing and now there's just more doors that are open for you right yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And I, I feel like the ROI on it, I just want to put a plug for that. Mm -hmm. Like 
you have that credential, but you don't, it is not as high of a bar as like becoming a CPA or something. Like you can set a date. I think I knocked, I think it was like just under six months mm -hmm. and I'm done. Crushed. And if for, yeah, if, if, if anything else, like you have that knowledge that you will carry with you, whether or not you like use it, mm -hmm. but the, the stakes are pretty low in terms of what you're, what you're risking. That's right. That's right. I love that perspective. I think that's, that's such a good reminder. And again, for people who are out there who are watching, um, who I really, I really do hope we have people who are watching this who are, you know, non-traditional people. Maybe they're, again, a bank teller, somebody who's in that job that you're like, I've liked what I've done so far, but I think I want to get into accounting. Like, just take it from these two fine individuals that like, you can do this. Like, you can go study for this very, you know, should be better known, but it's becoming more well-known credential, the EA, um, and open up a lot of doors for yourself. And again, it's a low cost, all things considered, for the return that you get for it. So I think that's uh, that's that's awesome. So um, last question for you guys. What is one tax misconception that we need to dispel right now? Okay. I love this question. Mm-hmm. Okay, here's mine. Okay, what is oh, it? Mine. Mine. Go for it, Jamie. Yours. Okay, here we go. Okay, it's getting on my soapbox. <laughs> mine is the belief that tax equals bad. Mm. That you hear that everywhere. I get it all the time from clients and friends and everybody. It's you get this all the time. You know, oh, tell me how to pay zero taxes. Or, oh, you, you do tax work. So you're going to, you're going to tell me, you're going to show me how to get all the deductions and credits. So I owe zero taxes. Dream on my friend. <laughs> I mean, y'all know this. Yep. And anybody who's in our profession knows this. If you make, if you have income, you will pay taxes. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, I get it. I, I totally understand. The issue is, Sadly, our government is irresponsible with the way they spend our tax dollars. Mm -hmm. That's the problem. Mm -hmm. That's a completely separate issue. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's another podcast. Mm -hmm. So we don't need to go there. <laughs> Next time on Ask an Accountant. Next time, right? <laughs> okay. So the fact of the matter is, this is our society doesn't run on pretty rocks and seashells. Mm -hmm. We have to pay. Mm -hmm. We all have to pay. So the goal is to apply the tax laws, the rules and the regulations fairly, legally, so that you only pay what you owe. Mm. Nothing more. That's good. Okay. If you have an issue with those laws, rules and regulations, there is an avenue for that. Yes, yes. And you may not like the avenue. I'm sorry. I don't uh, control that. Right. I have nothing to do with that. Yep. But again, that's another podcast. Mm -hmm. So I think we need to dispel this myth that that tax that, oh, I owe tax. This is terrible. Mm. It's not terrible. It means that you made money. Right. You profited. That's good. So therefore, you, you do have to pay into the system. Mm -hmm. That's the way that's the way our society and our country works. That's right. 
That's right. You know, Tammy, you say that, and one of the things that first things that came into my mind when you said that, that tax equals bad, is it reminded me of um, something that I think when we look at how complex like the income tax code is, for example, which I think we can all agree is probably way more complicated than it, it should be. Agree. It is yes. super messy. Agree. But I think one of the things that, you know, we might overlook is like, the reason it got as complicated as it did is because there's so many ways that legislators are trying to limit your taxes, you know, right? So like you think even about the concept of deductions, like the deduction concept exists because they want to try to give you, you know, essentially reduce your tax burden. So the complexity is really born out of them trying to make you pay less taxes, not more taxes, but yes. Yes. So yes. misconception from that Tammy wants to dispel today, tax equals bad. It's a misconception. I like it. I like it, Tammy. All right, Allie, you're up. Right. Tax misconception. What so, is it? I don't know how universal this is, but I would say the conception that getting a good deal on your tax prep is a good deal. Mm. Um, hmm. Yes, because I think that it's very tempting to, if you, you know, I'm a bargain shopper, I get it. And when you're looking for a specific, you know, whatever of the same brand, same model, you can, you can do that. You can Google and find the cheapest place and get yourself a good deal and know you can pat yourself on the back for that. But, uh, that's not how it works. You might get your 1120S. And so it looks the same in the sense that you're getting the same form completed and submitted. But the reality is if it's, if you're paying a rock bottom price, your accountant is probably having to work with a lot of people. Mm -hmm. They may or may not be able to give your um, return the attention or even you as an individual be able to ask you the questions that need to be asked to, to draw you out mm -hmm. and the quality of your return will suffer versus paying a little bit more to someone who has then the bandwidth to actually get to know you spend time on your returns right. so that they actually and I think at the, in the end you save yourself a lot of money and potential heartache honestly by going the route and if you feel like well i have a pretty straightforward return then and you don't necessarily need that level of attention then you may be able to just pull up turbo tax and do it yourself right and i think you could end up with a similar quality mm -hmm. to, to like a, a mill mm -hmm. where people are just churning out your things i think yeah. you yourself might have more knowledge than to be able to to do it yourself in that instance well, I think that's that's a brilliant. It's a brilliant way to think about it. So the misconception is, yeah. just because I'm spending less money, uh, doesn't necessarily mean I am actually getting a good deal. Like less money yeah. doesn't necessarily mean a good thing when you talk about tax prep costs. Exactly, or really actual money saved. Yeah, that's good. Because all this is one, one missed deduction, mm -hmm. one yep. error, and and. You know, there yep. goes your 
account. I mean, the 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 example that comes to my mind is one of the other gentlemen that's in our tax-minded group. He had mentioned about how um, he was taking over somebody else's tax return from a previous, um, they had a previous accountant, but they had, you know, RSUs, equity options, essentially, and the previous accountant didn't do it right. Um, and so he was able to help them amend them, uh, amend the return. And it was like, couple thousand dollars worth of tax savings not even deduction but like tax savings so and i'm sure his his cost is probably like a little bit higher than the previous accountant but it just goes stands to reason you know yep pay pay an okay like it's an investment it's not going to be a spend as little as we possibly can that's good i like it i like it i like it okay so um before we wrap up, because this has been a great conversation. Thank you guys both so much. I knew this was going to be great. Um, but before we wrap up today, I wanted to give you both an opportunity to speak to some of those non-traditional accountants that are out there. Uh, essentially, like I want you to speak to a younger version of yourself. What advice, what parting words of wisdom would you give to them as they consider a possible career in accounting? or even pursuing the EA credential. Take it away, Ellie. Okay. You know, I would tell someone in a similar situation to myself or or a younger version of myself to surround yourself with people who are doing what you want to do, who have the values that you have and not go it alone. Cause I think there can be a tendency to feel like we have to figure it out and, um, on our own or like prove that we can make it on our own. And and the reality is like, I am who I am as a person and as a mom and as a friend, like because of the people who have spoken and in, spoken into my life and invested in me. And honestly, my career isn't any different. And like, I will continue to sing the praises of being mentored by an experienced accountant who can impart that wisdom, but you, not everyone has that opportunity, but I think that there's, there's ways to, to still do that and to learn and to listen Mm -hmm. to the people who are doing what you want to do and to learn from them. You don't have to reinvent the wheel basically. And that can look like, connecting with them through something like LinkedIn or like the tax group we have Mm -hmm. that can be, you know, someone, you know, and finding out more about what they do and how they got where they got listening to their story. Um, But at the end of the day, I think that it, for me, what that has done is not only do I learn not just the book knowledge, which I've, I've learned a lot from my books, but the same way that like, if you want to become a master chef, like you can learn a lot by reading like recipes, but you just can't replace having people surrounding you, helping you develop your palate, helping you mm-hmm. develop that intuition, which is what I feel like I've been given by being surrounded by people who I want to be like. Mm-hmm. And, um, it normalizes for me, it has normalized asking questions and not having everything figured out Mm. to hear that there's CPAs who don't know every single little thing about tax, but know how to find the answer. Mm -hmm. Like all of that are things that if I, I don't think I would have just come away with us from a classroom experience. Mm -hmm. Um, 
So yeah, that's my. That's good. So big, big picture of what I'm hearing you say is surround yourself with the type of people who are going to help you along your journey. Yeah. That's good. Absolutely. I love, I love that. I love that. Tammy, what words Very of wisdom good. would you give to the, non, that non-traditional accountant, the younger version of yourself? The, the younger. Okay. Well, <laughs> maybe um, those are two different people. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'm going to say, I'm going to say this. Um, we have a, well, maybe we have, I don't know if we have it anymore. Um, this stereotypical, you know, accountant, you know, tax person is buttoned up three piece suit, stodgy sitting in a library, looking all official, you know, all that, Hmm. throw that out the window. Hmm. Um, This, this industry has changed and it continues to change Mm -hmm. and, and develop. And uh, I'm going to say, bring your authentic self. Hmm. If if you have a love for for accounting and tax and that's your and that's your jam bring it hmm. but bring your authentic personality hmm. because our industry is more about relationship and and making that connection with our client than it is about boring dry numbers mm-hmm. those days are gone that's good you know um, and, and we have to remember that these days, especially because the world has changed and our client, our client that's coming to us and hiring an accountant, a tax person, a financial manager, um, a CFO, these people are younger and younger, mm-hmm. right? And, and they are tech savvy. Mm-hmm. They are, they are financially savvy already. Mm-hmm. So they're looking for peers. I think mm-hmm. they're, they're looking for people that they connect with. Mm-hmm. They're not looking for somebody like grandpa mm-hmm. to tell them what to do. Mm-hmm. They're looking for somebody that they can bounce ideas back and forth with mm-hmm. and be more on a level with. Mm-hmm. So I say, be that person, mm-hmm. be open mm-hmm. and ready to have a relationship because that's been, that's been key in my success so far. That's what I'm about. And I think that that's what my industry and our industry is moving toward I love that. more and more. Mm-hmm. I think you were a hundred percent spot on Tammy. And it's, it's, if, if there, if the only thing that's holding you back from taking that next step to move into the accounting industry, to pursue that, pursue the EA credential, um, yeah, to make those those kind of first steps into this industry. The only reason is there's this misconception in your head that an accountant looks a certain way or acts a certain way or talks a certain way. Or acts a certain way. Right. It, it's, I would, I mean, mm-hmm. Tammy, what you just said, I think was spot on. Just like take that, throw it out the window because we're not the the accountants of old, right? We're, we are just yeah. other people and we are... You know, one of the things that we do all the time, Allie and I do all the time, is we are on Slack. Mm-hmm. I mean, Tammy, you're on Slack too. But yeah, like, we, we communicate on Slack, right? We're, we're not, you know, we're not just writing letters and, you know, always email right. memos and right. stuff. Like, yeah. we're sending memes. Uh-huh. <laughs> yup, GIFs. Uh, that's, that's my primary mode of communication. <laughs> <I see. So. laughs> 
sense of humor. I mean, it's true. Yeah. So it's, it's, yeah. it's so good. Um, real quick, Katie, thank you so much for that. Um, I have learned a lot. She, she writes as a CPA, I've learned so much about the EA credential. This conversation is fire. Katie, I appreciate your, your kind words. I've learned so much about the EA credential, um, just living vicariously through the two of you. So, uh, kudos to you again for taking the step of faith, going after this um, I'm hoping that as a result of our conversation today, we're going to have some people who are like, okay, I kind of want to like talk and like chat through some of these experiences with Allie or Tammy. Where do people get in, in touch with you? Do you get LinkedIn? Are you guys on TikTok, Instagram? Do you have a website? Like where, where are you? Where can people find you? Oh, you can find me on LinkedIn. Um, I think, look me up, Tammy Fisher, Balancing Act, Small Biz, something like that. Yep. And then you can find me at my website, uh, balancingactsmallbiz.com, biz with a Z. Perfect. Awesome. That's how we get in contact with Tammy. Allie, how can we get in contact with you? Um, yeah, I'm on LinkedIn also, Allie Maurer. Um, and also my email address, I guess we could do that too. Go for Allie. it. Allie at equip.com. So that's A C C Q U I P. You got it. Yep. Dot com. <laughs> yep, that's right. <laughs> remember how you spelled it. Yep. Um, yeah, either of those would be great. I'd love to chat with anyone. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, you two are a huge inspiration. Thank you for what you're doing in the accounting industry and going after this EA credential. You both are fantastic. And for everybody who's been listening, I hope you all found value in our episode today. If you have a pressing accounting question that you want uh, future guests to answer, you can go ahead and email me at tony at equip.com. That's like Ali said, A-C-C-Q-U-I-P.com. Also, if you are an accounting professional or you know somebody who might be interested in coming on the show, please reach out to me as well. I want to thank you, all of you, uh, Tammy and Allie, thank you both. Thank everybody else out there who's tuned in uh, for spending some time and joining us on the show. And as always, keep calm and keep your clothes on. <laughs>